0: Hello there nerds, and welcome to Go To Their 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Emick. And welcome to episode 101, season 5, episode 22, entitled Everything Sunny All the Time Always. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode.
1: Now that Tracy has returned from hiding in Liz's apartment, aka Africa, he learns that Kenneth.com and Grizz built up some inside jokes while he was gone, and he wants to be in on them. Meanwhile, Liz dedicates herself to reclaiming a perfect life, but when a plastic bag gets stuck on the tree outside her window, she goes on a quest on Jack's advice to make her own destiny meanwhile Jack learns that that philosophy may not always bear out true after Avery is detained in North Korea on an extended news contract with NBC so
0: I remember this is one of those episodes I remember it's sort of like in my mind like I remember the the Kim Jong um, the Kim jong-il stuff and Margaret show and all that um, but that's really about all that I remembered about this episode did you was this sort of like new for you I think
1: or? I I think I vaguely remembered uh Right, like, Michelle do you remember the Cho North as Korean Kim Jong Il, Margaret. Cho. Uh, what did I say? Michelle. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember Margaret Cho as Kim Jong Il, but I think that was that was the only. Yeah, last uh, do you remember
0: the North Korean subplot that sort of carries into the next season?
1: No, I didn't realize. Oh. I, I guess not. Then this is a multi-episode arc. Then no, I did not remember Oops. the full extent of it.
0: Wow. Uh, I mean, it definitely is one of the storylines that resonates with me. I don't think it's particularly funny and it doesn't really have like a a particularly, particularly memorable or great payoff, but I do remember it running for like f- a few episodes. Um, but yeah, I think it's still a solid episode and the more I think about season five, and I think we'll talk about it more in our wrap up and the end of next episode, but um yeah, this one was just okay. Like, there's laughs in here, but I don't know. It's just, it's not as memorable, I guess, as, as some other episodes this season, I don't know. Uh, I do like the Margaret Cho stuff, and I like that you can sort of make North, make fun of, not necessarily North Korea, but its leader, and not feel bad about it because, you know, it's not, well, he's he's deceased now anyway, but at the time, it wasn't like he had any redeeming qualities to to feel bad about laughing at and things like that, you know? Uh, and they they didn't do, like, someone in yellow face. They actually got someone to play him. Yeah, they got someone of Korean descent to play it rather than getting, like, you know, potentially problematic with someone in yellow face or anything yeah. to, to portray her. Well, Which, I was man, going
1: to say, even in 20... Was it 2011, you said? You said... Yes. Yeah. So even in 2011, I was going to say that wouldn't play well. But then again, I remember the the uh, the blackface episodes. Right. Even if, but in that case, though, well, that, as we talked about, in one of the cases, the joke was definitely on the character. The other one, not necessarily as much. But in any case, I feel like just straight up having someone put on yellow face would would have not worked. Even, no. Even if no. the blackface ones, like relatively skidded by Yeah,
0: and even when you're making fun of someone like Kim Jong-il you're still portraying someone in yellow face of another race which is just not not really acceptable in any means but uh I don't know what your thoughts on always sunny all the time everything's sunny all the time what is this it, I always forget i was just ruined for four more seasons, I <laughs> no, hear. no, that's what I keep thinking. I keep thinking always sunny in Philadelphia every time I think this. But everything's sunny always all the time.
1: Yeah. That that's a that's a quote from the from Kim Jong il's yeah, weather report. Yeah. Beach beach party time. Yeah. <laughs> um, they said
0: the name of the episode. Yeah.
1: I thought it was pretty solid, like Avery getting kidnapped. And but, you know, and being held hostage in North Korea and like basically having to renounce her ideals is like an interesting subplot for that character given, you know, what we know about her political beliefs and everything. Yeah. Um And she doesn't I, even
0: I, fully give it up. Like she just says, I think capitalism is flawed. Not that it's wrong or not that it's bad, but just that there's some flaws in it. So it's just like she's not even fully committing to it. She's still like some of her. You know, it's a re education process. Right. So. Eventually she'll get to the point where she'll see it's completely wrong, but yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, actually, honestly, kind of like I talked about last week with some of like with the Liz Liz having a plot that is something we've vaguely seen before. Like I I don't know if we've seen like an exactly like Liz try, you know, Liz is making her perfect life, whatever, but we've seen, I don't know offshoots of that sort of storyline before of you know, Liz is, you know is is committed to doing great this time for this reason or for that aspect of her life whatever so i i mean (laughs) this usually only lasts yeah (laughs) yeah so it's not like an exact repeat of a plot but it's it's another one that you know like this episode like yeah liz liz uh right liz finds the old book the secret when she's going through her stuff with jenna and tries to manifest the perfect life blah, blah blah yeah
0: at least it's a different take on it um that it's you know not just her saying she's going to do it and she actually does it like this one she does go through i mean she starts making the changes but then
1: that's true And she's she pretty she successful at it
0: block, yeah she's doing well until she gets her bag in the bag in the tree roadblock which i think that's that's kind of a, a standout bit of this of the fact that she she's so determined she's created this fictional character that the bag has a personality and develops a genealogy for how bags are, that they actually have relations to other bags that a tra- a, a superstar a superstore bag is the cousin of a body bag. like they, like she, jokes like that all bags kind of are funny. related. That's true. Um, I don't know, it's just <laughs> it's, it's, it's things like that are, are kind of funny in this episode, but I don't know. I just like walking away from it, I'm like, well, they're setting up the North Korean stuff, but everything else in here is just kind of throwaway because I mean, Again, until the last week's episode of learning where Tracy was, I'd I'd forgotten that Liz owned a duplex. Like it wasn't a storyline that was really important. Yeah, they dropped that for a while, and then or not
1: dropped it, but they didn't refer to it for yeah, a
0: while. They've sort of come back, and I guess that works out because if you did continuously know about that, the 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 reveal of that whole subplot would be not as big, but uh, or funny, but. Yeah, they're starting to bring in story elements that I think a lot of people had forgotten about, and introducing new ones in the North Korean stuff. So, and bringing back Avery. But yeah, I mean, it's it's essentially it's the setup to the season finale. So I guess we can't we can't fully judge it on its own, but we can kind of thing because it's clearly a two parter. Anyway, any other thoughts before we hop in?
1: Let's hop in. All
0: right, so. Uh, the cold open is basically going to set up Jack and Liz's storylines as well. And then we'll uh, get Tracy and Kenneth and the gangs uh, when we come back from the opening.
2: Hush, Alan, baby, tomorrow you suck the candy. Your little fingers bloody prepare to be with did Jesus, Lee. That just went to sleep.
3: Well, wake her up, Jack. She needs to hear her mommy's voice.
2: No, when she's ready, Dr. Kavorkian says we have to put her down. He's a very good pediatrician, but that is an unfortunate name. Oh, come on, she'll fall back asleep. No, call back tomorrow. She has babynomics at 11. Betty, it's your mother!
4: Imprinting! Imprinting! God, Tracy could have cleaned up before he left. And why did he leave all this soda here? What are you doing? That's his urine. He is not well. Someday, this place is going to be a kick-ass duplex, like on different strokes. Conrad Bain once slapped me in a men's room. I just got to get rid of all these boxes. I don't even know what this stuff is anymore. Commence a estudiar these, but then yo gave up. Here's the novel I never finished. Hmm. Liz stabbed Jenna repeatedly. Well, the secret... I gave you this five years ago, you still haven't read it? It works, Liz, look at me. Ever since I started secreting, I've become a TV star, I found my soulmate. You saw how flat Gwyneth Paltrow sang at the Oscars. I visualized all of that. Jenna, the only way to make things happen in the real world is by taking action. Well, I've taken action. It dries your mouth out, but the sex is amazing. No, I'm talking about taking control. Like I do every day at work. I found Tracy. I saved the show. I always think of a third thing when I'm listing stuff. If taking control is so great, then how do you explain your personal life? I mean, look at the post-it on your sweater. Oh, boy. You're right. I just have to care about myself as much as I care about work. Starting right now, I'm gonna clean this apartment while I learn Spanish. Last year, I used the secret to learn Spanish, and now I'm fluent. Rosa, I know you stole my necklace. I'll have your son deported. Oh wait, I found my necklace. Oh
1: boy. I think Jenna Moroni probably voted for Trump.
0: Oh, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> she would have said she was a Biden or Clinton supporter, but she would have voted Trump. I, well, I don't know I don't know. I don't even oh, know if she would she have she said would I think she would right? I
1: mean remember she's she's from uh she's from Florida, so you know.
0: Yeah, but she lives in New York, and she has a lot of gay friends. You know who else is
1: from New York? Donald Trump.
0: Is he really from New York? I yes. He a New she... York kid. I mean, I, I thought you said Florida. I was like, well, he's not from Florida. He's definitely a New, New York, York kid. Yeah, yeah but, I don't know. We don't have to argue this anymore, but, I mean, he was Republican because he just hit their talking points.
1: Right. But anyway, but to get anyone from the point, which is that no yeah. Jenna, I mean, I don't think she would be shy about it either. I think and it wouldn't have anything to do with ideological reasons. I think, well, obviously we see the casual racism there or more than casual racism, yes. but <laughs> I think just, uh, the, uh, the, the boisterous over the topness is what would attract Jenna. Yeah.
0: But there is, I mean, as, as dark as that joke is the, the fact that she thinks speaking Spanish is just enunciating English yeah. very well to drive her point home is, is funny. Um, also using the word secreting. That's such, that's such a good joke. Uh, but, uh, and also the the line Jack has about the pediatrician doctor being named Dr. Kevorkian and putting the kid down <laughs> yeah. is so funny. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, is that still a topical name? Like if you said Kavorkin to people, would they get that reference? Or uh, I, I think people
1: generally are age or older would, but younger people might not because mm-hmm. I don't think he's really... There's really been much about him. No, I'm that's surprised there that hasn't been like a
0: biopic him. or something about him. But I there,
1: was, uh, there was actually. Al, but oh, okay. I, think, I feel like Al Pacino played him. It, oh, I mean, I it, was, it, it wasn't that, that long like ago, but it might, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, Dr. Kevorkian was uh, a doctor who believed in assisted suicide or euphor- uh, euthanasia, assisted euthanasia. And then he, uh, statistically, I think he put a hundred. He helped uh, euthanize 130 people, assistedly. Like they wanted, assistedly is not a word. No. Uh, He assisted in their euthanasia. Um, One particular case was someone who was suffering from Lou Gehrig's disease requested euthanasia, and so Dr. Kavorkian, you know, complied with his request, and he got arrested for second degree murder. as a, I mean, I'm I'm a staunch supporter of euthanasia. Honestly, if not in... just in general, not in not in general, but if you know on a case by case basis, like if someone is asking for it and they are in a position where you know either things like costs or burdens or whatever it might, whatever their reasons might be, if they, I feel like if they can justify it and they want to be euthanized, I I see it should be an option kind of thing, but. I don't know. I I know growing up, Kavorkin was a joke that I think more on the negative side, like he was heralded as a monster, but I am like sort of reading about him, like I don't think he was doing monstrous things. I just think it was all perception based and and how you, how you determined if that was because I mean, obviously a lot of people saw it as a religious thing where suicide is not okay and that you go to hell and blah, 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 but if you don't believe in religion then it doesn't really matter and it still should be up to the person it's just well i mean it's it's not just a religion
1: it's legal because in that case you're literally killing someone even if they they are requesting it for whatever reason so i mean it's not yeah um
0: it's a it's a it's a very gray yeah discussion
1: so yeah my memory of that like as a kid was i remember just like getting the Impression, like you said, that like what he was doing was wrong. Like I didn't know anything about what he was doing. Like I just remember that name was associated with like basically with murder and mm-hmm. with doing something wrong. So it wasn't until a lot later that like I understood it more and you know because I and I don't know, I think that's interesting because like when when you're a kid things are much more black and white. So it's like I know I just remember getting that clear impression that it was like sight is like this is a bad thing that he's doing, and now I think. I mean, it's not legal most places in the U.S. If anywhere, yeah. I, don't, I, don't anywhere? Think it's, I don't think it's, it's legal in really a couple in of European There's countries. A, is it Sweden? Switzerland? Uh, maybe Sweden. I'm pretty it's sure one Switzerland. Of those, one of those. S For sure, Switzerland. I don't. I'm not positive about Sweden, but um, it's definitely legal in some countries now.
0: Yeah, I don't think it is in America because I feel like we've had this conversation before, and I looked it up. Um,
1: Do we have mm-hmm. many conversations about euthanasia.
0: Oh, all the time. I mean, if we go a week without it... <laughs> we get, without being a week without euthanasia? <laughs> I get very concerned. Something's not right. I think oh, New Zealand, it's illegal in the, It's illegal in yeah.
1: New Zealand just passed it or something? Or some modified version or something, if I remember correctly? There's a big deal about in that. Switzerland,
0: in Switzerland, deadly drugs may be prescribed to a Swiss person or to a foreigner where the recipient takes the active role in the drug administration.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I... People like take like basically I don't know what you call them death vacations to Switzerland mm-hmm. to because it's one of the few places where it's legal yeah, it and is. well legal and like safe and like carried out in a degree right. that well I need to say a safe okay Now, safe is maybe not the uh, best choice of word but I think you get my address. right
0: right uh, active euthanasia is illegal throughout the U.S. but certain com- or certain uh, states like Colorado Oregon Hawaii Washington Vermont Maine New Jersey California and the District of Columbia, Columbia um, allow assisted suicide. Hmm. But it specifically prohibits euthanasia, as they consider it cruel and unusual punishment.
1: In Louisiana, you should say.
0: Oh, sorry, yeah, so Louisiana considers it. Just that state, yes. Yeah, so. Anyway, that's about as bleak as I think we're going to get. I don't don't know. I maybe, hope we'll so. get, maybe we'll get to the North Korean stuff. And, Yikes. And, oh, yeah, that's going to get more bleak, I think.
1: Yikes. Anyway. be beach party time. Beach
0: party, always sunny all the time.
1: <laughs> oh wait, but we should talk yeah. about that quickly. Did uh, are you familiar at all with The Secret?
0: No, I mean I think I think we've talked about it before, but I know there's it's like the chicken soup for the teenage soul. Like it's like the chicken soup series. It's mm. like they're just like they're positive stories to help motivate you and things like that. But I don't know. I, mm-hmm. like, I don't know about that. I think is it's more more than that. fictional.
1: So it no, it's it's not fiction. But like it became pop. It was like in Oprah, like book, I don't know if it's specifically like Oprah Book Club, but I know it was popularized through Oprah. And like its big thing is basically you manifest what you want in life. So like if you say I'm going to. Do this, like if you just say, speak it out, you'll make it happen. Like, you know, like I'm gonna, I don't know, like I'm going to win. I mean, I'm going to win a lot. That's an extreme example. But you know what I mean? It's like right. I'm going to come into a large sum of money or I'm going to get this shop or I'm going to do this. Like, if you basically, I i yeah. haven't read it, we'll so I'm not like super, I'm we'll not happen. like, I don't know, all the pictures, but I know the general vibe is if you, you know, basically speaking things or like willing things into existence.
0: So. I mean, I get the intention. It's like obviously, if you have a constant upbeat attitude, eventually. But that, I mean, that's the idea: is eventually something good will happen. Yeah. I mean, I mean the point is, it's all kind of silly, but they were right. just kind of like it's a, like a, a
1: cult of personality. I don't know whatever the equivalent of cult of personality is for like a <laughs> book or idea or concept or whatever that was like basically brought to light by mm-hmm. Oprah's show, whenever I guess five years before this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to be
0: like ten years old now. More. Yeah, oh, well, more I, than I mean, that, fifteen years old. Yeah. Now. Yeah
1: so anyway i mean i haven't read it and i don't know much about it other than the yeah. general points, but i do know it was a thing for a yeah. while i mean i think it's still like i think it still sells well and I mean, you're writing that there's a like been a lot of, like spinoff like books well, I think, and I think stuff the
0: chicken soup stuff was long before it but i mean yeah. the idea of the will it want it it'll happen idea really is more like it's kind of the same as like reading a horoscope and then connecting dots that don't exist to make them true and it's just like want to know
1: a semi-related sort of embarrassing for me but it's still silly enough story that I'll tell it so you know Scott Adams who was the the creator of the Dilbert comic and now it's turned into a crazy Trump QAnon person but this this is a long time ago but before I mean maybe he was as crazy then but he was not outwardly he wasn't tweeting about it or talking about it anyway so um I guess this would have been when I was in middle, late middle school. So, uh, how old was I? How old were you in eighth grade, like 13, 14? Yes. Okay, so just so let's say a little bit less than twenty years ago. So there used to be, and there may still be, but there would be like Dilbert books released every few years, just like companions of comics and like fleshed out like comedy stuff. Anyway. I, so I was like I remember like I was super into I mean I don't know why like obviously I wasn't working in an office when I was 13 years old but anyway like I found the comics funny so like I used to like get the books from the library or whatever yeah. and at the end of one of his books I don't I don't know the title of it but it was like the first like 80 to 90% of it was like typical like Dilbert like comics blah 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 then all of a sudden like the last 10% was Serious And, like, it was basically Scott Adams writing about the power of manifestation and how he used to get everything he had in his life. And I was, like, 13 years old, so, like, I was just, like, a stupid kid or whatever. So I was, like, oh, does that say that works He was, You know, he gave this guy, like, he wrote every day, he would write 15 times this thing. So I remember, like, for, like two days or three days before I got bored of it, I, like, had, like, a little oh. piece of notebook paper where I, I don't even remember what it was, but it was just something stupid, like, I will I You will have the I best want.
0: bar mitzvah. You will have the best bar mitzvah. <laughs> you will like have you. the best bar mitzvah.
1: Something <laughs> along those lines, so I, I mean, that notebook or whatever, piece of paper, whatever, was probably long gone by now. Oh, but, like, wow. when you're 13, you're like, oh, oh this course. adult who is of a who is this famous author is right. doing this? That must be a thing that happens. So I read it for, like, a few days, and it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I to, uh, I mean, needless to say what nice. i was manifesting did not come to fruition within those couple oh. of days but you know
0: well because you only did it for a couple of days exactly it, at least yes. a week yep uh i mean yes so scott adams is kind of bonkers right now yeah um and i wasn't too much on dilbert as a kid but i do do you remember the show the anime yes show? vaguely i, I, I think i didn't see it's it very not much not a bad it, show it was all right Interesting. um I don't know if it holds up or anyway, but I
1: mean. Yeah. Although looking back at a book, like, I feel like it's almost like, it's like dark, like in, like in sort of like nefarious, like that section of that book. like, I mean, it wasn't like not written to be like creepy, but just like thinking back, it's like, this person was like seriously writing, like, here's, you know, like to do this thing. And it's like, that's actually, I don't know, that's actually kind of dark. Right.
0: I mean, like, I mean, it worked on you. So imagine it probably worked on someone else with, yeah. you know, maybe more, nefarious ideals yeah. and, but I mean that's basically what
1: the secret is from what I understand is like you know the, the the cult around just basically manifesting You'll if you manifest it you'll make it come into existence anyway
0: I, I mean if that's true all of us would have everything we always want all the time so clearly not if you're not
1: manifesting hard enough that's the it. secret okay <laughs> <laughs> it's still shrouded in mystery you just have to want it enough That doesn't make
0: any sense. (laughs) Anyway, uh, after the cold open, um, Liz has developed a new identity for herself
2: in lesbianism.
4: Great news, Jack. I've got a new life philosophy that I call lesbianism.
2: I see. And uh, how did you come up with that name?
4: Well, I'm Liz, and obviously my philosophy is simple, like a bean. I'm fixing problems in my personal life the same way I fix problems at work. I saved the show. Now I'm going to save me. Because... Lesbianism means that I am a dyke against the rising waters of mediocrity. Good for you, Lemon. Check this out, Jack. Tile samples. First, I redo the bathroom, then I redo the whole apartment, and then the world.
2: I'm impressed, Lemon. You're talking like a winner. I'm going to give you one of my neckties.
4: This is a big moment for me. You're taking
2: control of your destiny. No matter how straight the gate or charged with punishments the scroll, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul.
4: That's from Invictus. But who's the white guy in that?
2: Maybe someday you'll be like me, running a billion-dollar corporation, having people pay you for the privilege of cutting your hair, raising a child.
4: You're raising a child? Come on, I think Avery's probably doing that.
2: Not really. Avery's been traveling a lot as part of NBC News's. Hot blondes in weird places initiative. So she's been out of the baby loop until Lydia is sleep trained. Frankly, it might be easier if Avery stays in Asia.
4: Be careful what you wish for. According to the secret, it'll come true.
2: I wish Liz Lemon would leave so I could go back to work.
4: Oh, oh! What's pulling me? I want to stay here and keep boring Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I really fell. I need help
0: we need to explain
1: anything in that do we need to explain anything no I think it's pretty straightforward I'll say I groaned a little bit at the whole lesbianism thing yeah because I mean it hits it really hard like they because Tina Fey plays it as if Liz is like oblivious to what she's saying Mm -hmm. but it's like there's you know what I mean like she's a comedy writer of a sketch show like there's no way that
0: offensive she's been offensive in the past yeah Like it, it seems like it my hits life is her simple because it's like a
1: bean or whatever which doesn't
0: make any sense yeah. but like when, it, it seems like it hits her when she says the word dyke because she makes a face like wait a minute I don't th- I didn't think this through I don't know yeah
1: yeah it's just a little like it's, it's a little, a little groan groany like dad yeah. jokey I don't know <laughs> uh, yeah. anyway if she makes up with her physical comedy of being yanked out of the room yeah. and falling over yeah
0: uh, meanwhile in Tracy's uh, Tracy's uh, dressing room Uh reunited uh with the what does he call his group? The Entourage. He's reunited with his entourage.
2: Tracy, welcome back. I think I speak for all of us when I say how thrilled we Great Impression of a guy that sucks.com Look, we got a lot of work to catch up on. Yes, sir. It just feels so good to have the three musketeers and dot-com back together again. Smooth move, Ferguson. (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing about? Oh, nothing, sir. Just an inside joke from when you were gone. You kind of needed to be there. No, 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 no. You three are not allowed to have inside jokes that I'm not a part of. I can have inside jokes that you're not a part of. For example, hot feet or ask Melissa about it. But my entourage serves me. And smooth move Ferguson is not funny to me. So it is forbidden, understand? Next order of business. Grizz's DVD reviews for this weekend. You wouldn't expect a movie called Somewhere to go absolutely nowhere.
0: Poor Sophia Coppola. She tries so hard. Oh,
1: is that a Sofia Coppola Apparently, movie? it's a real movie. Mm-hmm. Well, somewhere is a pretty generic title. I imagine there's multiple movies. Oh uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I could see it as someone who the big city girl moves out to a rural nowhere and has to cope with new life. Is somewhere nowhere?
1: Doesn't sound like it's a Sofia Coppola film. No, sure. no. I'm saying oh, oh, was I'm just in just the title is Somewhere that,
0: that that's your basic plot, and she just has to figure it out as she goes along.
1: I don't think I've seen any of her movies besides Lost in Translation.
0: Same. I don't think mm-hmm. so either. If I have seen it, I didn't know it was her kind of thing. But yeah,
1: yeah. Her most recent, I think, was an Apple Plus only. So, sorry, Sophia.
0: That's it. that's something. I mean, I'm sure she got a good payday out of it.
1: Probably yes. Yeah. Apple Apple has plenty of cash.
0: Mm-hmm. I wonder what next year will hold because of, so they've had their most they've had most of their original runs already, right? So sorry, morning show. Oh. Mythic Quest. Central Park and Ted Lasso. Is there another one that they had that was a standout?
1: Uh, standout. They, they, they've definitely had other stuff. Yeah. Um, but those, I think, were the ones. Did you say Dickinson? That's that. Oh no, I'd it's say straight. that's like Has below. That came out? Yeah. Well, the okay. first season came out like when when it launched. Wow, okay. So I'd say like that's the only other one that I can think of right now that I've heard that much talk and about. that Stars Jane Krakowski. It, that, actually yes, that is a good point. It does star Jane Krakowski who, well, I only watched half. Did I make it to half? So the thing about Dickinson is it's an interesting idea, but it's basically it's, I'll get it's about Emily Dickinson. It's set in the time where she's like a teenage girl, old, older, older teenage girl, like about to become an adult. And it's done in a sort of anachronistic style where the dialogue is modern, even though it takes place in time. And it's like, the problem is it doesn't, like there are other shows that have done the same thing The Great on Hulu and Miracle Workers Dark Ages, which is the show with Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Steve Buscemi, Mm -hmm. that took the same concept and did it better. It was like, because they used the same sort of modern dialogue, but Dickinson like really, really, really winked hard at it in a way that like, I mean, uh, a lot of people really like it, so it worked for them, but in a way, that like just made it too on the nose for me. Like they were making like a very clear like meta joke about it, which I didn't Mm -hmm. think Worked you hit anyway. Too
0: hard and it's just like not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, this is definitely not a Dickinson podcast. Um, <laughs> no, it is not. And that I don't know. Oh, that's right. Because Kofi Kukula, Apple. That's right. How that's yeah. how we got into that. Um Yeah. Was, was there anything about Apple you wanted to say?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I was pretty lukewarm on most of their announcements. Like, I wanted to check out Mythic, Mythic Quest because, uh, I mean, I like Always Sunny, so I like I like Rob McElhaney. Um, and it's it's also it's a show about video game development, which as a fan of the industry, it's it was a unique look. It was it was similar to like Silicon Valley without being too much character, if that makes sense because like you know Richard was I still can't tell if he was autistic or if he was just like super neurotic like that character why not both. I mean, I guess, but like that character just never sat right with me. Um, but the characters, in Mythic Quest feel more like a community type cast of characters rather than a Silicon Valley type cast of characters if that makes sense like they're more cartoonies rather than a little bit more real world Um, and the fifth episode of that that's the one that has Kristen Milioti and Jake from New Girl I can't is that his name Jake Johnson I think so that was that was by far the highlight of the season even though it has nothing related to the main series but uh, it was just a really well done episode uh, and then Central Park was it was good like I mean if you like Bob's Burgers it's more of Bob Burgers like ideas and, and comedy just in a musical form I it, for me it's like okay I don't want to watch any more of this I finished it and I was like okay I'm glad I'm glad that people like this and, that that this and it's got Titus Burgess in it which is really cool but it's just not something I don't think I could watch too much of but then I did finally catch up on Ted Lasso because I'd heard a lot of really good things about it even though it was similar to like the Geico Caveman, like it's based off of the commercial, which I was like, those never work out. Although I liked the Caveman show, I thought it was okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that show was really good. Like, I, I can't think of a show in recent memory where there, it was so positive, so upbeat that I was like, wow, it's infectious. Like his his character was just so infectious that so he couldn't help it, like. Mm-hmm go along with it and then being like it's not it's not all happiness all the time but it was still like uh, I don't know it's just I'm, I wanna, I'm ready for more I was yeah. kind of sad. I was like, "Oh wait, there's nothing left. I gotta wait." For <laughs> well, it was renewed for at least then. two more seasons, so yeah.
1: So yeah, that, yeah, I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I I would watch the second season. I yeah, I liked it fine. I didn't like get into it as much as a lot of other people seem to. I did like the redemption arc of the the club owner Rebecca. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was to me, it was that was obviously what was going to happen from it the was beginning. But the way they did it was nice, yeah. and they did do a and in the last episode they do do a little twist in. I'll just say the way a couple goals are scored because I won't get into more than that. Yeah. Like, cause, you know, they make it look one way, which would be the classic way they do right. it, and then they subvert it, which is interesting because right. that's. I mean, given the given the positive tone of the show, you think that the not fairy tale, but like the whatever right. is the way it's gonna, and then you know it. Yeah, but even it gets even, complicated yeah. after that, which is yeah. interesting. I thought,
0: and it, 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 to me it helps you hook in to watch more because you're like, all right, let's see where they go from this. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think it's. Uh, I think. I mean, I haven't seen Morning Show or Dickinson, and I have no real want yeah. to
1: do I, I, I actually did complete the first season of Morning Show, but it was because I only watched it a little while, a month or two mm-hmm. ago, when there's much less stuff on. Like, right. I feel like if it would have been... I mean, that's the reason why it took me so long to watch it, because I was Googling through other stuff. Like, yeah. if there had been plenty of other stuff to take my attention, I don't know if I
0: would have finished it. So, like, But are you going to go back for more?
1: I'll... It depends on when the second season comes out and what else is coming out. Like I might at least—I don't know. We'll see. Because like I found it interesting enough. Like it wasn't bad, but it was a sort of like generic prestige show where it's like Mm -hmm. everything you know. It's like it's good acting, the writing is solid, but it's just like it's not necessarily doing or saying anything that interesting. And like it tries to, like it takes on like the Me Too movement in a way because it basically it it takes the Matt Lauer thing as jumping off point and like Mm -hmm. Steve Carell plays sort of a fictionalized Matt Lauer. Um, yes. and he's did de- but in the world of the morning show he is determined he didn't do anything wrong really and is very determined to be public about it whereas Matt lauer has been I think has he's been banished from public view for a long yeah. time now so probably because he's good. I mean, it, from all the stuff that came out, it sounds like, and it, and I should say, the stuff that Matt Lauer is accused of is not the same thing that the Steve Carell character. Is like the Steve Carell stuff is more complicated and not and like not necessarily so like the straight up acts of sexual assault that Lauer was accused of. Um, but still, I don't know. It's like it. It, it tries to be complicated, and like, you know, looking at the full thing of the issue instead of just, you know, branding someone as a bad person and not, in you know, keeping them one-dimensional. So, right. I guess credit for that, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It It just feels like it's less than the sum of its parts, I think, is the yeah. best way to put it. So, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I'd recommend it.
0: It doesn't sound like it's a recommendation. It sounds more like if you have yeah. the time and you're in, you're mildly interested, maybe depending like, on how much longer
1: uh, the pandemic stretches on, and if we're getting yeah. low on content, it's more it, it's it's watchable enough, yeah. I guess. Uh, a that's dis- a ringing endorsement. There's
0: a discussion that for another time of when the villains' motives and background became story arcs in TV and movies because. In the as far back I remember, like the seventies and the eighties, it was like the villain was bad because he was bad. There was no, I, I mean I feel like comics and and things of that nature often flesh out characters more, and like books and things will do that too. But like like movie and TV, it was always no, they're terrorists, they're bad, and then their motives are literally just to cause chaos. So I'm trying to remember. I feel like it was mid nineties two thousands when that extra layer of character development came in for villains to where we learned their backstories and we learned like what they were doing wasn't wholly with you know evil intent that there was a there was a backstories to why and i just i it's again it's a discussion for another time but like i'm just was it because it was just so tropey out of the 80s that it was like we need to give more depth kind of thing because mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like it's such a dangerous territory of like humanizing a villain that. That's kind of how we get to a lot of positions where we are now. It's like, well, they weren't all bad. They had good intentions and in mm-hmm. they So it's just like, well, no, maybe you shouldn't, you know, humanize a villain and... Well, I think it's, I mean... stuff, but... As a, in a fictional... It, it's okay fictional to give, like, a,
1: a well-rounded time, look and say why, you know, maybe this is why they are the way they are. Like, I, I guess it depends on... How, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean you have to think, oh, it's understandable that they did that. It's okay if yeah. they did that. You know, like, I understand the giving a full... Like, look at this right. is what led to them being like this. Right.
0: I mean, I guess documentaries kind of do that too with like serial killers yeah. and things of like humble beginnings and blah, blah, blah. And then something snapped and now they're like this. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we get a fun little musical montage in the vein of Walking on Sunshine. That's what this is parroting, right? Like, the, the, the tempo, everything. It's, it's walking oh, on sunshine. I guess sunshine.
1: you can see that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I took it as like basically any Eddie, movie montage right. where the character is doing, but things I think specifically the song is yeah. like,
0: is, is the same as walking on sunshine but so liz is doing her best she's even narrating her own song but unfortunately she'll hit a roadblock
4: sometimes we use a song to move a story along and explain it to you because liz is taking charge she's in control of everything she do Woo! in her personal life hey hey now nah, nah in her personal life but here comes the story obstacle now what's that tony there's a bag in that tree and it's right outside the window of my soon-to-be perfect life apartment if you're not in the building i'm gonna have to talk to you trees a city property you have to take it up with city hall
0: poor liz she's she's on the right step and i think could you read it as the bag is like her excuse to give up also like it's a it's her excuse to put on hold everything and prevent herself from actually moving forward or is it really is it really more just a
1: if she like gave up then i would agree i would say yes but i mean she she, she yeah, does work so, to that's true. fix it i guess yeah. so yeah um i guess i would i, I don't think i would say so um, but you were definitely right. That definitely is inspired by Walking on Sunshine. Yeah. And yeah. I do like that. That that, that sounds like Tina Fey singing. Oh, yeah. So, I'm pretty sure it definitely yeah. is. So that, that was a
0: cute little touch. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's very much making fun of like all those 80 montages yeah. of upbeat. You know, here's, here's you're struggling to get started. Then you're getting started. Everything's going well. And then, I mean, it's you've seen an 80s movies. You've seen it a thousand times. Uh, anyway, Jack gets a call from Avery, but an Avery is unfortunately off-schedule and terrifies Liddy.
2: That's your mother, Liddy. Say hello. Who's ready for Skype sex? No, 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 this is
3: Liddy What? Oh. I can't see! <gasps> you people have too much money. Hi, Sherry! I don't know why our daughter would be afraid of Reagan. Are you
2: accusing me of not doing enough Reagan time with her?
3: No, of course not. Listen, News wants me to extend the trip, but I can get out of it if you need me there to help
2: No You stay Are you sure I'm sure bring back some throwing stars for Liddy
3: I will and thank you for being the best husband ever huh. So do you want to watch me eat jelly beans real slow Yes,
0: so after Jack uh allows avery to continue on her news tour
1: after jack allows avery to continue
0: well i mean she does that i mean she asks the permission yeah that's true okay i mean okay we can word that a little bit better um after jack agrees with avery to continue her new world her 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 world news tour uh the next day there is a shocking announcement out of north korea regarding avery and her uh tenure
2: Jonathan, what is going on? Sir, you need to see this, even if it ruins whatever you had planned for Secretary's Day, like a poem you wrote for me or whatever. We go now to a pre-taped statement from super-crazy Korean dictator Kim Jong-il.
4: People of North Korea, it is your dear leader Kim Jong-il, world's greatest golfer and movie director and best man at Tom Brady's wedding. As we all know, the decadent Western journalist spy Laura Lin left us because she can't party as hard as we can. I know, right? I know, right? But now, another American reporter has come to North Korea because it's awesome and we have enough food. Her name is Avery
3: Jessup, and like me, her hair is blonde.
2: One of our own, NBC's Avery Jessup Donaghy, detained in North Korea. More on that as it develops. But first, it's never too early to plan your dog's Halloween costume. I told her to stay. I didn't want her at home. This is my fault. Sir, if you say one more syllable, that's a haiku. Leave.
0: like the dig at 24-hour news cycles where something really bad has happened, but then they undercut it by saying, how to get ready for your dog's How Don't want do to get mean? too like, dark. She's like, okay, uh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> focus on this story a little bit more. Uh,
1: Poor Jonathan. He can't get well, he got any of Jack's attention, not even on secretary's day. Mm-hmm.
0: Or administrative assistance yes, day. Yes, as we call yeah. it.
1: Or, well, probably even Could, called yeah. it then, but anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but he got his haiku haiku out of it. So Almost
1: one syllable short.
0: He said one syllable. He said all you need is one more syllable, and it's a haiku. So he said leave.
1: Oh, there we go.
0: That's the joke. You got it. Very good. Just a little slow on the uptake. Uh, so yeah, how far from death was Kim Jong Un at this time? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, also him because he's probably close to death too, but.
1: I mean, if you listen to the news, he's already died three times in the past year. Or so, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so Kim Jong Il died December 2011. So not that oh, long wow. after this. Surprisingly, wow, yeah. so
0: he was on his way. Jeez, has it been that long?
1: Yes, it's hmm. December 17th. So it will be the ninth anniversary. Uh, not long. Uh, wait, when does this episode go up? What's next Tuesday's date? Uh, Thirteen, fourteen.
0: The next Thursday. So two days after our episode goes up
1: right this is tuesday the 15th
0: yeah this goes up on the yeah. 15th so it'll be right so, after yeah. this goes up so i mean the the, the anchor sort of already says it like the idea is super crazy dictator uh kim jong-il um obviously we don't need to tell you who this is you should know who this is and if you don't like you can obviously just go look it up and, and, and determine for yourself but he is obviously a dictator of north korea or was the dictator of north korea um, and that's
1: succeeded by his son Kim Jong,
0: yeah, who some would argue is worse in I mean whatever perception you see that as um, as his father, uh, but yeah, so North Korea is a complete dictatorship. Uh, it's it's one of the it's the same for me as like, and I don't I don't compare them on the same level. I'm just saying in terms of bleakness and and sadness of like reading about North Korean. You know, people that have escaped, and reading about stories of people that are still there but are somehow getting their messages out and things like that, or people that have visited. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's a complete bleak landscape. Like there's, I mean, it's it it's beautiful in terms of like, uh, you know, it's uh, some of its architecture and and things like that, but the lifestyle of a lot of, of everyone there outside of the dictatorship is horrible yeah. and is run by someone who tells them you know i mean they make the jokes in this episode but you know you've had enough food today uh, but they they continue to tell you everything is fine and yeah like it's like it's, they have loudspeakers and every house
1: yeah. where it's like they just make announcements that's creepy yeah i right. mean they're probably a lot of places, i mean i don't know for every place is bugged too but like yeah, i don't there's rumors that,
0: that you know everything is bugged so there's yes. no secrets and things like that like it's it's not a good place it's but they're in a position of power where they literally can tell everyone outside of their country that everything is good because there's no one else to say no. Like, yeah. it's it's really horrific.
1: Yeah. And there's a reference to Laura Ling there who was a journalist who apparently she was doing a story on refugees at the China-North Korea border. And, like... Her, you know, her saying is that, like, they I guess they inadvertently crossed the border without knowing it. So they were detained when they are in North Korea. And then, set, I guess she was sentenced to 12 years in a hard labor camp, but the U.S. negotiated for her uh, release. Actually, yeah. not, not that long after the trial. So I don't know if she was actually had to spend any time doing hard labor. But
0: wasn't there something in the last couple of years with North Korea? Uh, an American citizen, what, he, when he got, he ended up dying due to injuries that sounds familiar yeah. in north korea and when he got back to america they thought he was improving but he ended up passing away from um residual effects from from being detained and uh, i think there was like an issue of, should trump have done something about that and and like that you know should have been a reason for them to i don't know, it so much has fucking happened in the last four years it's so hard to keep track of all of it but yeah, i feel like there was that because it definitely wouldn't be a south korea no issue yeah that
1: sounds familiar i don't know much about
0: it i did something in the third grade on south korea i don't remember what it was i just remember like i had to i had to make their flag and their flag is like super simple it's basically the japanese flag with four uh eight bars around like it's uh, i think it's like a it's a white flag i think it's a circle a blue circle in the middle and then two black bars two black bars two black bars two black bars i think it's like yeah. it's a very simple flag i was like oh that's kind of cool and then i never learned anything about Ooh, yes, blue and red. Blue and, okay it's like yeah. a yin yin mm-hmm. yeah 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 um, anyway so yeah i mean if you, Did have, you get an a uh probably good job but yeah so, i mean if you have time just like looking up stories about north korea i mean they're they're one of the few places on the world that if you google map it yeah, you don't see anything. They didn't let like, Google drive
1: like, their trucks through to film everywhere. I
0: know, right? Gee, I wonder what. I mean, it just it just reeks of they're hiding something, kind of thing. Like, in well, America. they're
1: hiding all the starvation and labor right. camps and well, desolation. Th- there
0: was this one thing I remember reading, and I don't know if I can find it anymore. But like, there's there was literally a place just outside of one of their oceans that that's where they took people to execute them, and nice. it was so bad that like, literally, you could see just the stains of the blood okay. that had just pulled up because so many executions yeah. had taken place that you could see it literally from like space, or not space, but you know, you zoom in close enough, you could see it. I'll see if I can find that. It's gross. Um, but yeah, so North Korea is bad in that it's a dictatorship and it has a horrible leader leading it. I'm sure the people there are fine even though they're brainwashed or whatever, but anyway. So I told you we'd get more bleak. So while Jack is stressing with his Avery situation, Liz comes to her with what she feels is a far more appropriate uh, situation to be stressed about, and her bag is in a tree.
2: Look, Boehner, we're all upset. I mean, it's my wife. John, stop crying. I, I can't understand you.
4: I said he's busy. Busy? Jonathan, I got a bag stuck in a tree. Jack, I have a bag stuck in a tree outside my apartment, and I can't get it down. And I don't know why it's making me so crazy. Yes,
2: you do. You said it yourself. And it's not just about a bag or a view. It's about taking charge of your life and solving problems. I'm facing a similar situation myself.
4: Lay it on me, two-way street.
2: Avery has been kidnapped by Kim Jong-il.
4: What? Why? Is she a spy? Oh, my God, I already know too much.
2: Kim Jong-il runs a vast propaganda machine. Evidently, his latest insane idea is to bring in a Western journalist to report on how the free world is being conquered by North Korea.
3: And in food news, you've had enough to eat today. Now here with the weather is Johnny Mountain.
4: North Korea. Everything's sunny all the time, always.
1: Good time. Beach party. Back to you, A
4: You have to call President Clinton. He got Lisa Ling's sister out of North Korea.
2: President Interbush is out of the question. Avery will never accept herself. She can't forgive him for not hitting on her during the 1996 Democratic Convention.
4: She's much too thin.
2: I do, of course, still have some connections, but my best bet is fraught. I never should have broken up with Condi via text message.
4: You broke up with Condoleezza Rice by text?
2: Me plus you equals frowny face.
4: Yeah, you can't call her. I know,
2: but I am going to solve this. Just like you are going to solve your equally important bag-in-a-tree situation. Invictus Lemon. Oh,
0: we totally forgot the joke that... um they reference Invictus, which starred Matt Damon, and Liz can't think of the actor that plays Invictus, who played the lead character in that movie, even though it was Matt Damon, who was also on the show, 30 Rock.
1: Was it Alec Baldwin?
0: I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> so while Tracy and the entourage have to, in order for them to understand the smooth um, smooth Ferguson joke, because Tracy refuses to be left out, of any inside jokes, and they have to recreate that day. Uh, Liz is still struggling to get uh, the bag out of a tree, and so we've had a time skip here of three weeks, and it, clearly it's not going well for her. She's pulling everything but the bag out of the tree, but she has some sort of episode and learns that bags have a genealogy.
4: stupid grappling hook. Can't get one little bag. think I'm giving up? Did I give up when that squirrel I trained to retrieve you just ran away? You will not win, Mr. Bag.
2: But, Liz, I already have. What did you say? Jack's wrong. No human is truly the master of his fate. Even your dream apartment can't protect you from death. I'm not ruining your view. I'm reminding you of your mortality. Because you know I'll be here long after you're gone. The wind rustling against my genitals. That's right. Bags have genitals.
4: You don't know me.
2: Go ahead. Buy nesting tables. Paint an accent wall. I'll watch the EMTs take you out in my cousin. A body bag.
1: Bags are vicious little creatures. They are.
0: They're almost vindictive, you would think.
1: I do <laughs> like the uh, the animation of the talking bag faces. Silly and cute.
0: Yeah. Because it's 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 not it's like the have a nice day smile,
1: and also it's only saying very mean things. (laughs) I'm going to live forever, but you will not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you—that's a message also against, uh, I guess, environmentalism. Classics, yeah. Yeah. So Tracy and the Entourage uh, have learned, well, Tracy at least has learned the inside joke and why it's so funny despite the three weeks of preparation and getting everything just right. Uh, so he goes to Jack to, uh, to help solve his A-free problem, as he once did a propaganda film with uh, Kim Jong-il.
2: Tracy, it's come to my attention that you know Kim Jong-il. And obviously I'm concerned about my wife and I want to know what she's going through. Please, hold nothing back. Okay, but you might not like what I have to tell you. Kim Jong-il... Sometimes shoots in a close-up too much comedy lives in a wide shot and also this is gonna be rough His acting notes are often vague. Okay. Thank you What is this my god they're letting her speak
3: For the past three weeks, I have been honored to partake in a political re-education regimen. I have voluntarily taken several floggings for being an arrogant American.
2: That's okay. She's tough. We do a lot of pirate-themed sexual role play.
3: I'm a parrot. Also, I spend eight hours a day breaking concrete blocks to learn to be an obedient worker.
2: No problem. She pays $1,000 an hour to do that with a trainer.
3: And I have concluded that capitalism may be flawed. <gasps> My
2: God. What are those monsters doing to her? <laughs> again, the joke of
0: flogging and working to just break concrete blocks for eight hours is not... Nothing out of the ordinary. But again, capitalism may be flawed is like... Well, the, that's the, the first line. thing that
1: goes against their worldview. That is very true. Jeez.
0: I wonder if all conservatives react that same way when they think capitalism might be flawed if they just have to...
1: Speaking of that, I feel like we didn't spend enough time discussing that when Avery and Jack roleplay Reagan sex, Avery's the one wearing the Reagan head.
0: (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. Apparently Jack really enjoys just watching her slowly eat jelly beans. Yikes. I don't know how much time I want to spend on that, though. I don't think it deserves the attention. We don't need to spend any more time, that's enough. I don't think it deserves the attention... Not that it's kink-shaming, but it's just really bizarre, because it's it's clearly Jack wants to have sex with Ronald Reagan.
3: Ugh.
0: Why was he such a big... Why is he always such a big talking point for conservatives? Like, what did he kind
3: do... Kind of in the same way of, I
1: think... So he was present at the same time Thatcher was prime minister in the UK, and I feel like they just made a bunch of long-term policy shifts away from... More government support to less government support mm-hmm. basically of industry like a lot of i don't know i feel like a lot of like just like union busting like pull yourself by your own boot traps like you know, the government's not responsible for you like you know the, the whole like welfare queen myth popped up in the mm-hmm. reagan era so just like i feel like that's like the biggest break from into the modern era of like moving towards that sort of like individualist like very pro capitalist, mm. you know. Because I mean, you know, one term or two terms? Uh, two terms. Yeah, I mean, because because I mean, before that, the Republicans you had before that Nixon, who I mean, for a Republican was like relatively fairly progressive. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. he had plenty of his own issues, legally, morally, but like, you know, he he did some things that you wouldn't expect a conservative Republican to do today if they were the president. Um And I don't know. I guess before that would have been. Eisenhower, again, like, I mean, I felt like he was a very, like, middle-of-the-road type guy. So it's was just, just a really stark, beginning of the stark contrast that we, you know, this is borne out mm. way more in today's politics, I guess. So that's why. I, I mean, mm. you know, that's how it seems to me, at least, I guess. That's why he's so revered. Okay. Also, I mean, he, like, you know, since then, I guess both Bushes were tarnished by war and collapsing economy which never really happened i mean the 80s are known as you know kind of like a period of excess yeah. well not per no yeah i mean or not, not presses but like um, excess
0: yeah that's true like cocaine and everything. Yeah. yeah
1: like like you know wall street
0: right right right
1: gordon whatever yeah. like that like typifies money is better greed is good yeah exactly yeah. hmm
0: so he he was late seventies to the early eighties, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, most of the yeah, most of the well, might have all might have all the because he succeeded
0: because Carter was was Carter's time. Hold on, Carter was the late seventies, I think yeah. seventy six. So he might have been all of eighties.
1: I think that's what I, yeah eighty one to eighty nine. So yeah. basically, literally, yeah, basically the eighties, yeah. yeah. Hmm.
0: Ah, but coming back from the break, um, we get our big guest star in Condoleezza Rice. And I do like that they continued that small joke from like the first season where Jack was you know, dating Condoleezza Rice, but he was very secret hush-hush about it. I'd kind of forgotten that joke existed, but they brought it back, and she's actually starring on 30 Rock. And she's not—her timing isn't—her like her delivery's not great, but like she works well with like some of the jokes that she's given. Yeah. Like, the Mars Attacks is awesome line. That's yeah. super funny. But I think it's funny because, like, it's just you could put any any sort of, you know, okay film in that line, it would be funny. But that it's specifically Mars Attacks is like Condoleezza Eyes likes Mars Attacks.
1: Yeah. It's also interesting because I guess, like, by this time we were removed enough from, like, all the Iraq stuff that it was acceptable. Because I, I feel like there's a period where, you know, that anyone connected with that administration and with her since she was, you know, national security advisor, mm-hmm. like, connected with the war and all that, like, I mean, just had like a bad reputation. I like mean, I don't want to talk it, it to, but I guess she was rehabilitated serious. enough by 2011. Yeah. That Usually, it was, just a few you know, years put her on a rehabilitation comedy
0: rehabilitation, and yeah. you're sort of forgiven. And yeah,
1: the I mean, especially violent. because I mean, Third Rock. I mean, is obviously like a, you'd say a generally like pretty liberal, left wing, yeah, New York elitist comedy. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. all those
0: flyover states, they yeah. don't get it. They don't get these jokes,
3: <laughs> Doctor Rice. Well,
1: look what the cat dragged in. Hello, Condi. You're looking well. You know, I've been to the DMZ.
4: They have signs. Can your wife not read? Okay.
2: We're all adults here.
4: So what is it? Is she funnier than I am? She's certainly not younger, is she?
2: Condi, we are not doing this.
1: Oh, we are doing this.
2: I'm sorry that I broke up with you by text. I'm sorry I went drinking with Carl Rove on Valentine's Day. I'm sorry that I said your favorite movie was lame.
1: Mars Attacks is awesome. Now admit that I'm better at the piano than you are at the flute. Never.
4: Follow this, you turkey.
3: what I can do, Jack. Now get out of here before this gets weird.
0: You were the turkey. Did we know Jack was the loudest?
1: Didn't I was it? trying to think about, think too, think and if that. it was referenced at some point, then I don't remember, but it's possible that it wasn't. I, I think there
0: it. was a throwaway line where him and Colleen, where he might have said something along the lines like, you showed up to one of my rehearsals or one of my recitals um, and insulted me. But I don't know if it was ever clear that it was because he played the flute or anything. But so that's a that might be a feature we just learned about Jack, because he's a pretty compli- a pretty accomplished flautist. But
1: he can't keep up with
0: Condi, I mean, yeah, who she was. She's she is a classically trained pianist, um, and I think as far as I can tell, look like she's playing the notes herself. Like it doesn't like appear yeah. to have a stand in. Where obviously Jack is clearly or Alec Baldwin, if he is a flautist, he's being a bit too cartoony to say if he's being it legit or not so I don't think he's legitimately playing the flat, the flute but it seemed like Condoleezza Rice was playing those notes herself so kudos um, but yes did you, I feel like I already know the answer to this question whenever I ask you about anything entertainment you've never seen Mars Attacks have you?
1: I actually have seen <gasps> wow. at least part of it it was one okay. of those movies that like I, when I was it's high school I say, it's when I was in middle school or high school it was like one of those things that, like I remember it playing like on some TV channel at some point yeah. and I flipped it on for a little bit. So I've definitely seen at least part of it.
0: Okay. I mean better I would, than you thought I no, would say Fla twist. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's awesome. I'm not on the same level of Rice <laughs> Rice the in my love for Mars attacks. But I think for what it is and that it's like this really over the top throwback to like B movies of the 50s and the 60s of, you know, Alien Invasion and that it actually goes really bad and it's not, you know, as squeaky clean as you might think it is. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's super camp. Like, it's super fun. And it's like, it has everybody in it. Like, Jack Nicholson is in it. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Michael J. Fox. Like, I mean, not so much people you would see nowadays, but, I mean, at the time, like, it was just, like, a who's who. Sarah just, Jessica Parker shade. I mean, no, it's, I am I mean, has she done anything in the last 10 years, really? I mean, but and this That's was, true. like, this was, like, peak sex in the city time. Like, yeah. Jack Nicholson had had sort of his resurgence, or it might have been just before his resurgence of so sort of, like, comedic actor and, and serious actor again. But, I mean, there was just, like, it was just, like, a who's who's of, I guess, like, 80s actors and, and sort of burgeoning 90s actors just, uh, I mean, Natalie Portman is in it. And really, her, I think it was one of her first roles. Goodness, yeah. Like it was just one of those like stacked cast movies. Um, yeah, Natalie Portman is in it. Pierce Brosnan was in it, and Benning, Glenn Coase like everybody. Just, I was mean, in I there. mean, there's a ton, it's a ton of cast members uh, in it, um, and it, and it's a Tim Burton film. I think it's I think one of the more forgotten Tim Burton films, but mm-hmm. I'd say seek it out. It's fun if you like campy sci fi movies. It's a good time.
1: I will seek it out. You won't. Probably not. A liar. So while
0: Liz finally takes the gumption to saw the bag out of the uh, the tree that's been bothering her for so long, unfortunately, she gets tased by an OCD uh, cop who loves doing paperwork and doesn't mind tasing people, which is not yes. exactly a great look. Um, Jack gets a surprise call from someone in North Korea.
2: Avery?
3: Jack! Oh, thank God. I forgot the U.S. country code, but then I remembered it's number one. How are you calling me? Nobody here has ever seen an iPhone. I told them it was my razor. I have to shave my legs with it, but they have an app for that.
2: Oh, Avery, I'm sorry. This is all my fault. I told you to stay.
3: No, this is nobody's fault. Except maybe that pansy Harry Truman for not taking down this country when he had the chance. (laughs) Look, my battery's dying, and the outlets here are shaped weird, and I don't think they have any electricity in them anyway. So, I don't want you to worry about me. They actually love me here. I already won a North Korean Emmy so if i don't ever make it home
2: avery don't say that i spoke to condoleezza
3: really did you also call sally ryan her sister
2: come on avery not now i am going to get you out of there you were married to jack donaghy dammit and the world doesn't get to do this to us we control our fates we are in charge avery are you still there Sure, her battery died right after I finished that speech, just like I wanted it to.
1: I really like the line from Avery about the electric shaver, and I don't think they have any electricity in them anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, yikes! Yeah,
0: we Japan was fine. We didn't have to take any adapters, but the uh, London trip was—we
1: had to take. Yeah, British adapters, right? UK uh, outlets are definitely much different than ours. Yeah, yeah Japan—it was. You're right. We were right. right? I we think did. So. Did we have to? Like maybe do we bring them in case what we didn't end up meeting them because it's the like they use the I
0: think they I I think we ended up just being able to plug right away I don't think we had any issues but the the reason I I asked that because I like one of the earliest jokes I remember from TV of different countries having different electrical outlets was a Simpsons bit where they I think uh, two characters like traveled to, like Egypt or somewhere in um, uh, Europe or Asia or something like that and they were like. Uh, we tried to shave our legs, but we couldn't figure out the outlets. And the outlets were like three like really weird prongs. They were like, we couldn't shave our legs. And I was like, huh, I've never really thought about that. And even when we were setting up the London trip, you we were like, oh, we got to get adapters. And I'm like, why? Countries are all the same. Everything's the same. Uh, and obviously, nope. I was wrong.
1: It's like UK is even different from the rest of Europe. So I think mm-hmm. the, it's the UK ones that are flat and the like... There's some that are, like, diagonal and, like, just different circles and... Flat. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember all of them, but, yeah, for Japan, that's right because the 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 two outlet, like, they work on a different voltage, but most, I think, electrical devices now work on dual voltage. Yeah. So if you have a two-prong, it's fine. We did, we did have a two- to three-prong adapter because yeah. it's for anything, that needed a three-prong. Yeah. But, right, just if you just have two prongs, then it, yeah. it works the same, yeah. which is convenient.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess because a lot of Asian countries developed electronics for American cultures in countries uh, maybe the two prong is more common and maybe that's their default and we acclimate to their setup rather than they acclimate to our setup yeah
1: well I wonder because like in America like the the third pin is usually what is like what makes it grounded, grounded yeah. so like maybe they, I mean they have they must be grounded they so must, I wonder, they yeah. must ground it differently there
0: yeah well I mean they are more efficient
1: yeah, that's true yeah, yeah I don't, well, I'm not going to speak on that because I, really, I don't really know anything about that. So. No, I mean, we could ask you that. But there must be some way that they're doing it because, I mean, yeah. that's safe, obviously. We'll, so. we'll find an
0: engineer and ask them. Okay, I'm sure know. great. Um, but in the, the the climax and the finale of the episode, Liz is ecstatic that she's solved her problem. But in a traditional 30 Rock fashion, it never works out for her and everything just sort of resets and escalates even further.
4: I did it, Jack. I got the bag the gate is straight or who punishes the scrolls i am the captain of my holes or whatever we are in control
2: no we aren't i was wrong condi tried but avery plus freedom equals frowny face
3: Uh, i'm sorry what's happening
2: they're never going to let her go avery is now married to kim jong-il's son kim jong-un what
1: poor liz just when she thinks that she has it all figured out even more bags manifest yeah. themselves into existence yes that's
0: how it works the bags the bags wield it stronger than she that's did to be rid of the bags uh, the they're... bags
1: believed in the secret better than her
0: <laughs> they somehow they somehow read it there's a fun like uh, Chiron. Um, during the marriage of Avery and Kim Jong-un, which she still has no idea what's going on. But it's like, it says he's okay with how much shorter she is than him. But the visual is obviously she's at least half a foot to a foot taller than him. Just, it's good time Like, it's just shit like that. That propaganda is like wild that they can just say that so baseless. I mean, we sort of had that in the last four years of a lot of Fox News correspondents saying just shit that was like i can immediately disprove this why are you talking like this like it just it's insane and not just fox news but a lot of a lot of outlets were just saying absurd things but anyway that's over that's a thing of the past what did we think of um everything sunny all the time always as Mm -hmm. an episode i feel like we said most of it but uh, as we wrap up our final thoughts Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, well, Kim Jong Il is now also a thing of the past, so that's what. It's, that's yeah, what but his right. legacy lives yeah, that's on. True. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. I mean, so if he died on, so I Does the North Korean arc focus more on Kim Jong Un than in the future?
0: Um, if I remember correctly. Oh man. Well, if
1: you don't, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you don't remember them, obviously we will find uh, out.
0: Well, because I mean, Kim Jong. Kim Jong-il pops up in season six mm-hmm. um, well then that may have been and before then he died did. in real life it might but not by much yeah. because hmm. if the news if this wraps up you know summer 2011 and the new season starts fall 2011 and he dies yeah. in December and that episode is around the same time or after then it's like I think they even make a joke like didn't you die no. or something like that so no. it makes a joke that he faked his death but we'll just have to keep an eye well, on we'll that we'll see we'll see but yeah uh, no, I mean, again, I think this this episode has its moments, um, and it, it is setting up, you know, a through line with the North Korea stuff and Avery and setting up a finale, but just as a standalone episode, it's, it's I'd say it's on the weaker end, but again, of an already strong season... That's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, There's still a lot to enjoy about this.
1: Yeah, there's been a definite curve of the season where it started off and then it built up and the middle of the season is great and it's it's coming back down from where it was. But yeah. I still thought this was a solid episode, so. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, well, our, our credit scene, uh, it looks like it, uh, I don't imagine it's a second film, but it looks like it jumps back to the propaganda film that Tracy and Kim Jong Il had created. And it's basically just references the movie like everything that they're saying to each other is just a reference like put down the coffee that coffee's for closers is glenn Gehrig and Ross? glenn ross um he says there's a ghost he just he literally just says ghostbusters like it's just it's just hacky 80s movies quotes that's that's the bit kind of thing but as always, thank you for joining us on GoToThere. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode. Episode 102, Season 5, Episode 22, entitled Respawn. It's the Season 5 finale, um, wherein Liz is setting up her summer vacay, but she can't quite escape the, the hectic world of TGS. David, take us out.
1: See you next time.
4: Put that coffee down. Coffee for closer only. I'm here from Park and Kim. I'm here on a mission of mercy.
2: Your name Levine? Yeah. You call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? I don't have to listen to this. No, you don't, Pear. Because the good news is you're fired. Oh,
4: have I got your attention now? The leads are weak. The leads are weak. You're weak. Look, I am your father. Ghostbusters! Let's go, Black Partner!
3: Now, here with the weather is Johnny Mountain. North Korea, everything's sunny all the time, always. Good time,
4: beach party. Back to you, Ailorib.